next item on the agenda this evening is for public comment. The board allows 15 minutes at the beginning and the ending of each regularly scheduled uh, board meeting for anyone in the audience who wishes to make a public comment. Each person is entitled to three minutes to speak. They will be given a warning after when there's uh, 30 seconds remaining. <clears throat> and uh, we will go through as many as we can for the first 15 minutes and then 15 minutes after the regular scheduled meeting. Need to read something before we proceed. You surely are all aware of the Department of Education's proposed amendments to the regulations prohibiting discrimination with regard to transgender students. To be clear, this regulation is a creation of state government, not the Indian River School District. Whether it goes into effect is beyond our control, and it goes into effect, we will follow the law. However, there are some significant concerns with the amendment as presently drafted because it will expose the public schools to potential litigation, expenses, and tangible construction costs. Many support and disagree with the regulations for a variety of reasons. But these financial issues must be sorted out first before the regulation proceeds any further. Our first speaker this evening is Kay Fox. Hi, my name is Kay Fox. I am a mother of five. In this district, I've had two graduate from the school and I still have three in the district. I want to say I recognize the board's position and I thank you for allowing this public opportunity for comment. The wording of Regulation 225 makes the protection of a minority group effective at the expense of the majority group and strips away the fund fundamental rights of parents. It is distressing to say the least that all sides of invested parties were not included in the committee tasked with the development and language of such an important document and that legislators have not been given the opportunity to bring this to vote. I want to go on record to say that if 225 is made model policy with its current wording, I personally will invest my time, my money, and my name to join the impending lawsuit against the state of Delaware for the following counts. Count one, violation of the right to privacy and contravention to the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution. My children have a fundamental right to bodily privacy that at a minimum includes protection from intimate exposure of their bodies to a person of the opposite sex. It also includes the corollary protection from intimate exposure to a male's body or intimate activities. Number two, under that point, the fundamental right to bodily privacy is deeply rooted in this nation's history and tradition has been recognized as a natural right supported by the United States Constitution and federal and state statutory and common law. Count two, violation, violation of Title IX. Transgender activists have no legal basis to detract from women's rights by turning those rights against the very women Title IX law protects, forcing women to share locker rooms, showers, sports teams, grants, and scholarships, and be forced to undress in front of males who self-identify as females. A woman is not merely an identity. It is her actual parenthood and reality as a double X chromosome created human being, engendering her to all rights and privileges that her status as a woman has gained her under law and civilization. Count three, invasion of privacy, intrusion upon seclusion. This is the basis that my daughters deserve to change and undress privately without fear of intrusion of a male, biological male, into a secluded area. Count four, First Amendment right to free speech, freedom and due process, articles 24 and 40, forcing my child to use gender pronouns or face bullying or discipline. Count five, 14th Amendment, fundamental parental liberty interest, 
perhaps the most distressing of all that is written. As written, Regulation 225 violates the rights of parents to care for their children without government intrusion. In 1979, the Supreme Court held the status notion that power should supersede parental authority in all cases because some parents abuse and neglect children is repugnant to American tradition. Our jurisprudence historically has reflected Western civilization concepts of the family as a unit with broad parental authority over minor children. Our cases consistently follow that course. Our constitution system long ago rejected the notion that a child is a creature of the state. The Supreme Court consistently protects parental rights among its rights deemed fundamental. Time. And as a fundamental Time. right, parental liberty is protected. And I Next speaker is um, Sharon Shrizansky. Did I do your last name correctly? Krizanowski. Good evening. I'm a proud Indian River parent, and let me be clear, no one should be so open-minded that you willingly give your parental rights to government. Where would it end? Bill 65 is already on the table. I suggest everybody look that up, Bill 65. Employees of the school are already mandated to report abuse to CPS or the police. Many LGBTQ, soon to be LGBTQP for pedosexual groups are using the excuse of home violence and unaccepting parents as a reason for this regulation. Some of the people pushing 225 don't even have children. This is not a hate or a gay lesbian issue, as Camp Rehoboth claims. Parents do not have to agree with all of the choices that their children make, and they are there to guide them and ultimately responsible for them, not the government. How can a school employee decide if a parent is supportive enough of a child cross-dressing? This sets a very dangerous precedent for more rights to be taken from parents. Children are being sexualized and exposed to inappropriate terms and explicit acts. School is for education, not sex education in kindergarten, while suggesting children can choose a gender or race other than how God made them. <clears throat> we cannot normalize gender dysphoria. This policy is disruptive, distracting, and insane. It opens up the district to lawsuits, harassment, disciplinary action, as well as sexual assault of innocent students. Children with special needs do not need to be exposed to this, nor do survivors of rape or molestation. <clears throat> None of those kids need to deal with this. I demand that you, the school board, tell me how you plan to keep my child safe and comfortable while appeasing a small number of delusional kids and groups with imaginary genitals and skin color. When this regulation goes into effect, you tell me who's going to pay for the renovations to accommodate. Where is the funding going to come from for the lawsuits? Tell me why there was no all call to notify us of this pending proposal. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker is Bill Fox. Okay. 
evening. Yes, Kay is my wife, and she made me do six and seven and eight. So the other counts would be separation of powers, legislative proceedings, and government derived of the people, and it's English common law, articles 1, 5, 8, and 10. This should be a legislative issue and a vote not tacked on and charged as an existing bill. Count seven would be a violation of Delaware statutes for powers and duties of the BOE, as well as the state construction codes. Count eight, unconstitutionality of the state statutes of regulation 225. Now my part, you all took an oath when you became school board members. You are the electorate of the citizenry. We elected you as our representatives. You took that oath and that oath it says that you are to preserve the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the state of Delaware. Both men and women on this board have a responsibility to honor this Constitution on both our state and our federal government. If you do not honor that Constitution, what could happen is you could be guilty of perjury by perjuring your oath. And being elected by the citizens, perjuring that oath would mean to directly violate the Constitution willingly. Now, on the other hand, you also have the duty to stand up and do what's right, not by yourself, but by society, by this Indian River School District. And you have two outs. There are two ways to defeat this bill. One way is for principals in every school, or it says in the code, anybody that's affiliated with school could be a PTO, could be any parents group that's affiliated with school, sports team, sports coaches, superintendents. You can petition this school board, all of you at the school, to sign a waiver that will avoid with three stipulations of how to get out of this regulation, an unjust law, a bad policy that you don't agree with for reasons of financial or irreparable harm, or to not be able to provide funding, say from us, the public, at a referendum. We were here in March at a referendum. I'm sure you might ask again for another bathroom, another school, another program, another, and we might say no. You just never know. But you have a constitutionality, a responsibility to the public that elected you. You also have a responsibility to the state of Delaware's constitution. So what will happen is that if you don't follow Mr. Through, Fox, 30 seconds. What could happen is that the state of Delaware may find you criminally negligent of your duty of perjury. You guys are in a real pickle. But I would say I play, I'm a gambling guy, so I'd probably gamble. If you refuse to do this, what's the worst could happen? You might win. Somebody needs to stand up. Someone needs to get some courage. I see a few on there that have time, some courage. Mr. Fox. And I see the one that's sitting right here. The next speaker is Sheila Warrington. here tonight in opposition of Regulation 225. This regulation, as presently written, will be subjecting parents to an ambiguous test upon which their level of support will be measured. 
There is no written standard for such tests, no margin of error study, and most troubling, no communication with the parent if the student so chooses to. This essentially is allowing a student to keep a life-changing secret from parents. Speaking of parents, if both parents are assessed, will they be assessed together, separately? What if one is supportive and one is not? The whole assessment estimate, the supportive estimate, estimate, assessment, the whole supportive assessment is of opinion and not factually based. This is denying parental rights and a detriment to the child-parent relationship. I would go on farther saying that this does indeed, no matter how they put it, this is removing air parental rights. We have a right to be informed. We send our children here about 180 days out of the year. We deserve to know what is going on in the school when they are here. And I thank you for your time. Thank you. Next speaker is Jasmine Justice. Hello. Thank you for having me up here. I'm Jasmine Justice. Right, I stand before you this evening unimpressed and greatly disappointed. Delaware Department of Education and its idea to instill Regulation 225 into Delaware schools is an idea very vague and poorly thought out. The purpose of this regulation was to, quote, provide guidance to the school districts and charter schools for the development of a policy prohibiting discriminatory treatment of students on the basis of a protective characteristics. In all educational programs and activities and extracurricular activities, the intent of the policy is to foster school environments as welcoming, inclusive places where all students can flourish. However, Regulation 225 will be giving school districts more power over students than parents would feel comfortable with. In Section 7.0, student records, 731 and 741, both clearly state that a school may request permission from a parent or legal guardian of a minor student before a preferred name or self-identified gender or race is accepted. However, that prior to requesting the permission from a parent or legal guardian, the school should consult and work closely with the student or legal guardian. Okay. <laughs> if you'll pay close attention to the very first sentence, a school may request permission for minors, not will. With this being said, what will qualify as unsupportive to the DOE? What measures will they take in order to come to their final assumption? Will they strictly abide by only one person's accounts or thoughts prior to their decision to include information or not? To clear the confusion of legal duties granted to them, I'm going to refer to Delaware Title 14, Chapter 5, Section 504A. Their powers are as follows. One, manage the implication and approved educational programs. Determine your own budget and operating procedures. Three, acquire and convey interest in real property, etc. Under no circumstance does this list include the power to withhold information or present, present themselves in a higher standing than a parent to the child in this school system. Delaware Title 13, Chapter 7, Parents and Children, Subchapter 1, General provi Provision states as follows. The father and mother are the joint natural guardians of the minor child and are equally charged with the child's support, care, nurture, welfare, and education. Each has equal powers and duties with respect to such child. 
Nowhere in this, in this does it state that the school district is equal to the parents to the point of deciding what is best for said child. In their assumption of parental role, will they also be taking on the responsibilities 30 seconds, Mr. Of these responsibilities. Will this mean that they will be in charge of paying for doctor visits, medication, <coughs> therapy, etc., for a child they took it upon themselves to decide for? Will they handle CPS when they knock on the parent's door or legal, legal guardian's door with a case pertaining to information the school has withheld from them? Will this all be paid for with our tax dollars? Let us just remember that children, especially at the elementary level, have been very malleable and impressionable minds. Having these children think that it's okay. <laughs> to go to a school rather than parents for something as serious as this topic is already setting a path for secrecy and undermining the parents in the future. Regulation Time. 225 brings out too much confusion, open interpretation, and liabilities. Please do not open Pandora's box. Mr. Hudson? Yeah, uh, this, this is not this is an unrelated topic, but I'd like to make an announcement. Uh, Butch Marble, who was a longtime uh, teacher and coach at Georgetown High School and Sussex Central High School, passed away this morning. Uh, he's been uh, dealing with uh, cancer over the last several years, and just hope we can keep him and his family in our prayers. Okay, thank you. I've concluded the first 15 minutes. There'll be another 15-minute uh, opportunity at the end of the regular scheduled meeting. First uh, item under new business is school choice applications. Mr. Lewis. Good evening, Mr. Barley, uh, board members. For tonight, a total of 12 school choice applications. I need to be uh, approved. Uh, none of those have been asked to be accepted by building principals and reviewed and recommended by Superintendent Steele, and three have been asked to be rejected. I'd like to make a motion that we accept the superintendent and principal's recommendation for school choice. Is there, a, <clears throat> is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Mr. Steele, the uh, coordinators. Yes, over the next uh, the three topics, uh, each year at this time, we need to name our Title IX coordinator, our 504 coordinator, and an ADA coordinator. This year, I'd like to nominate Jay Owens as the Title IX coordinator, and we will need a motion and a vote to accept that. Make that motion. Second. second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Next, 4.03, 504 coordinator will be uh, Dr. Luann Hudson. Need a motion? So moved. So moved. Motion second. made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. And 4.04, our ADA coordinator, uh, Mr. Joe Booth. Make that motion. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank you, Mr. Burley. Thank you. <clears throat> We have some items uh, that were discussed at the last committee meeting. The first one would be the uh, kitchen upgrades, Mr. Fritz. I'm looking here on the report, Mr. Barley. Give me just a second. Yeah, Mr. Toomey, Mr. Charles. He's here. Yeah, Mr. Toomey here. <clears throat> okay. He's here. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. On your board docs, you will find a quote tabulation. 
to replace the steamers, kettles, and tilt skillets at Selbyville Middle School, Long Neck Elementary School, and North Georgetown Elementary School. Uh, the current equipment in these locations is 20 plus years old, and we're having to spend increasing amounts of money to keep them operational. It is my recommendation that the contract be awarded to the low bidder, Singer Equipment, for the sum of $160,731.45. This expenditure will be fully funded by the Nutrition Services budget, and it would require a motion and approval of the board. Can I make a motion that we accept that? Second. <clears throat> motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank, Thank you. you. Next item is the Eagle Scout project. Yep, so at, uh, at our building and grounds meeting, uh, we had an Indian River High School student. Uh, come to request to do a Eagle Scout project uh, at Ingram's Pond. Uh, it included a, uh, a storage cabinet uh, for the lab. And uh, I don't know if there's any further discussion. We need to make a motion on uh, the passage of approval for that. Okay. So moved. Motion made and seconded. Second. Any further discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Did you, did you want to ask a question? Oh, I'm sorry. Sussex Central JROTC training poles. So this, this to the uh, JROTC uh, uh, attends different competitions and they have some training poles that are there now. Uh, however, they're not at the same size as uh, when they go to the uh, competitions. And so a, a presentation was given by uh, Dr. Uh, Layfield, uh, principal of Sussex Central High School requesting uh, a new rope bridge training poles, and that too needs to be uh, voted on this evening. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Class size waiver. Uh, Mr. Mr. Barley, uh, Mr. Jan Steele will review the class size waiver with the board. Uh, we will need a motion and a vote to accept the waiver uh, this evening when she's finished. We have um, four elementary schools that have classes exceeding 22 students. East Millsboro has a first grade with 23 students, a second grade with 23 students, yes, and two kindergarten sec sections, one with 24 and one with 25 students. Long Neck Elementary has a third grade with 23 students, Three kindergarten sections, two with 23 and one with 24. John M. Clayton Elementary has a first grade with 25 students, two first grades that both have 25 students. And um, Southern Delaware School of the Arts has a first grade with 25 students, a second grade with 26, and a third grade with 24. I would um, request your approval that we um, have a class size waiver. I'll make that motion. Second. Can we approve that? Okay. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. 409 uh, anti-discrimination policy. Mr. Steele. Mr. Barley, on November the 16th, we held a legislative breakfast uh, in Georgetown. And uh, at that breakfast, we had the superintendents of Sussex County, the board presidents of Sussex County, and our local legislatures. Uh, we had three items we discussed, including uh, priorities for the um, chiefs group and 
The uh, other option that, that, that we talked about was the anti-discrimination, which is a lot, of, a lot of folks were here this evening. There was no support uh, for Regulation 225 at that meeting. In discussion with Mr. Barley uh, at the meeting, um, I wanted to do something that would be a powerful message back to Department of Education and, and to the governor's office. We decided we thought a powerful way to send a message is to send a letter to both the Department of Education and to the governor, uh, signed by uh, myself and all of the board members. I would like to read that letter uh, this evening into the record. Dear Secretary Bunning, the primary purpose of, pur purpose of a school board is to oversee and adopt policy to provide the best possible education for educating students. The Indian River School District Board of Education accepts the responsibility of developing policies that will protect all students and staff. In light of that charge, there is a serious concern regarding the proposed Regulation 225 anti-discrimination that is being considered by the Department of Education. The regulation and model policy currently being considered dictate the language that must appear in the district policy, thus blocking the school board from providing reasonable local input. The regulation transfers all possible litigation and construction costs from the state to the local school boards. The Indian River School Board of Education respectfully voices the following concerns regarding Regulation 225. Number one, the regulation prohibits schools from scrutinizing whether the self-identified gender is legitimate or based upon clinical consultation or treatment. This could lead to significant school safety violations should a student who is not transgender use, the premise, use this premise in order to gain access to private areas within the school. This could open the school district to substantial litigation. Number two, the regulation requires the board to adopt a policy that will place the district in direct conflict with students and their parents. This conflict could lead to potential litigation and could damage the district's ability to develop trust with parents and school district stakeholders. Number three, the regulation requires a district to allow transgender students to use bathroom and locker rooms on the basis of their gender identity. The law surrounding this issue is unresolved by the court system, increasing the likelihood of litigation. This regulation places the burden of litigation costs solely on the school district and not on the state. Our bathrooms and locker rooms were constructed to serve multiple people of the same sex. Therefore, private space is nearly non-existent. Most schools will be forced to renovate existing bathrooms and locker rooms to provide a higher level of privacy to all students. Once again, the school district will be required to shoulder the burden of the cost for these extensive renovations. The Indian River School District maintains that this issue should be resolved through legislation and not in regulatory process in order to protect all students in the district. Therefore, our school board and administration do not support Regulation 225. If you have any questions... If you have any questions or concerns... And if there are any questions, concerns, they could feel free to call me or any school board member. And we have a listing for all the board members and myself to sign. I do want to recognize the gentleman here this evening, DSBA. Uh, DSBA was the first to take a stance to not support Regulation 225. And so far, uh, Dr. John Marinucci. 
Dr. Marinucci was at our legislative meeting and attends our uh, chief's meetings in, in Dover and provides us some very sound input. Um, I will tell you that once this goes through, you, the next phase of the next group you'll see that will take some action will be the 19 school superintendents of the district will be the next group to join suit uh, with, with a letter of support of uh, not going with the regulation. And Mr. Barlow, my recommendation is that we, we vote on a motion to accept this letter and send this letter off to Dover first thing in the morning. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. The next item on the agenda is I received a letter from Mr. Doug Hudson, who is a representative from District 5. He says, I am writing to notify you that I am resigning my position as District 5 board member due to moving out of the district. I appreciate the opportunities I have been given on my time in the board. I wish you and the board continued success in the future. If I can assist with the transition, please let me know. So we need a motion to accept this. So moved. Second. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. And opposed? That is unanimous. Old business, Howard Ennis uh, Land, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Steele. Mr. Barley, I received a letter from uh, Carol Walker, Dr. Carol Walker of DHSS on November the 7th. The Department of Health and Social Services uh, supports our plan to build a new Howard T. Ennis, and they have given us permission to use either site. That would be the triangular plot or the rectangular plot that I think we feel would work out much better that's directly across from Sussex Central High School. There are still some things we have to jump through, such as the cemetery delineation and a survey. Uh, we're prepared to do that, but first I need the board to make a motion as to which plot of land they prefer. I'd like to make a motion that we um, select the property directly across from Sussex Central, the rectangular plot. A second. Okay. Motion made and seconded. Is there any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Next item is uh, athletic fields, Mr. Fritz. So at the uh, building and grounds committee uh, meeting, we discussed both Indian River High School and Sussex Central High School regarding the implementation of Bermuda grass on the stadium fields at each school and also the uh, field hockey uh, slash lacrosse fields at both schools. Uh, there was a request sent out for bids for uh, local companies. We received two companies submitting bids. Uh, we had a presentation at the building and grounds from one of the companies, RNL Irrigation. Uh, they gave a presentation and uh, both quotes were uh, shared with the building and grounds committee. Um, in order to move forward, we do need to have a vote on that this evening to accept uh, one of the bids. I'd like to make a motion we accept their, their bid, RNL Irrigation. Second. Second. Okay. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? Mr. Byerly. So I just have a couple of questions. Did we get a presentation from Growing Solutions? The second one. They 
presented a bid, uh, but they were invited to come and give a presentation, and they didn't reply to come and give a presentation at the building and grounds meeting. Okay. They were they were invited, and they didn't. So were we given the information in that in their packet? Did we receive all of that? Yes, the packet that you have is what we received. Okay. But they were un not interested in. They, they did not come to the building and grounds meeting, Dr. Okay. Stadler. Okay. Anyone else? Is this recommendation a recommendation of those in attendance at a building and grounds meeting? I believe it was, was yes. from my recollection. Jim? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Recommendation made not going through the contract for the whole five years. The one thing that we did, um, we did have a discussion, and, and Joe didn't come to the podium, and I wanted to make this clear. One of the things we looked at, we looked at the five-year contract, and we thought it might be to our advantage to lock in one-year contracts until we get to a point in time where we may have our own personnel trained to do this. And instead of locking into a five-year, we'd lock into a one-year contract, and we would continue a one-year contract, and we felt comfortable that we could end that. So it may not be a full five years. just depends on where our training level is and where we feel comfortable. Is the thought process also so they earn that second-year contract? Possibly, Holding yes. Accountable so we can Absolutely. Them. Okay. It, 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 it doesn't – we don't – go the whole five years up front, we, we go year by year is a much safer way to go. Just for a knowledge, the, uh, the, anybody that wasn't at the meeting, the price of uh, installing was pretty close. The price of the <clears throat> maintenance on a yearly level were worlds apart. Um, and the overall, uh, and anybody can tell me if I'm wrong, the overall feeling was the, uh, to recommend that RNL irrigation, who did the presentation, uh, would be recommended for uh, to for the job. Uh, also, anybody in the audience, uh, the reason this needs to be voted on now is because whatever company gets the uh, gets the bid uh, has to order the materials, particularly the Bermuda uh, sprigs, they're called, uh, so that they can get in line from uh, Oakwood Sod Farm and have them reserved, ready to go. Uh, if we waited any longer, there's no chance that we would be ready for the fall next year for those fields to be played on. And that is the, uh, that is the timeline. Right after graduation, they would be uh, uh, stripping the fields and having them ready for the fall. Anyone else? Call for the question. All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank you. <clears throat> September 30th, unit came, Mr. Steele. Mr. Barlow, I just this is informational only. Uh, November the 16th, we received our certificate from the state. Our unit count was certified. Our enrollment at that point in time was 10,619 with 818.89 Division I units. Uh, with that said, that releases the state money so that we can, um, you know, go ahead and have the money available to pay, to pay staff. Any questions? Okay, thank you. I need a motion to table 504 and 505 to executive session. So moved. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? <clears throat> All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Committee reports. Uh, I think everything was covered on athletic fields. Mr. Booth, would you agree? We've, we've covered everything, haven't we? Okay. To the building and grounds. Okay. Okay. So, okay. most of the items uh, were covered. 
uh, already, except for just a few. Um, project for Long Neck, uh, North Georgetown HVAC, uh, has been scheduled to start December the 4th and finish by the end of the month. Uh, we had a pond, a retention pond at Georgetown Elementary that in the past uh, was constructed, then uh, DENREC came and wanted it re, uh, redone. That has, uh, uh, that, was, that was taken care of. The reconstruction of the pond did well with the first test of three inches of rain. And uh, so it looks like that is passed and will be completed and we'll get our permanent certificate of occupancy from the town of Georgetown. Um, Mr. Fritz, what company was it that corrected that problem at DENREC? mandated we had to fix. Do you, was that in the That, name? I don't know okay. the name of the company, Joe. Anderson Project Management, okay. according to Joe. Um, we also settled on a property that had been donated to the school district by the New Century Club. Uh, we went to settlement on that. Uh, we received proceeds in the tune of $122,000. Um, Train. Uh, presentation was given by John Walker of Cyberlick Train regarding the ESCO, the energy project. Uh, he is scheduled to come back at uh, Building and Grounds, I believe in December, right Mr. Booth? December 11th. December the 11th, he's coming back to uh, answer more questions regarding uh, the ESCO project and that is something we will need to uh, move on in the very near future. And <coughs> lastly, uh, we had a uh, Sussex Central High School a chiller compressor to be replaced. Uh, I know Mr. Booth was looking into possibly that being covered under state insurance claim, and which it doesn't look like it will be. Um, but that decision has been kind of been put on hold to see how the ESCO energy project would affect recommendations before installing. And the next meeting uh, is December the 11th for building and grounds. Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> Comprehensive school safety, Mr. Layfield. <clears throat> Thank you, Mr. Barley. Uh, briefly, we met uh, September, before September's meeting, and before October's meeting with the northern end of the district and the southern end of the district. And as you saw the night, the awards that were presented for our schools. Um, I think it's great we have this large of a number of people here tonight to see the regular business in addition to the issue that many of you are here to discuss. And uh, I take great pride in as, a, as an alum, a community leader, a coach, a board member, and most importantly a parent to say that we have, uh, as you saw tonight, we have a great history of protecting all students in our school and continue to do so. That's a recap, sir. Okay, thank you. The uh, finance report will be covered uh, later on when we do the financial reports. Uh, curriculum, Mr. Hudson. Thank you, Mr. Crowley. Uh, first topic, November training and in-service. Uh, sessions across all schools in the district took place on November the 9th. Elementary schools trained teachers in science with a focus on physical science. This was a portion of the tra training teachers will need for the updated state science curriculum to reflect changes due to new generation science standards adopted by Delaware. Secondary schools offer training in economics, physical education, and a multitude of school-specific and state trainings required for each teacher. The next, next training day is scheduled for January 26, 2018. Next topic, Early Childhood Education Program. A meeting of the Early Childhood Committee was held at East Millsboro on November 8th. The group is exploring many options for future services, and notes are attached uh, in the board docs. 
Now the third topic, special services update. The Department of Special Services has developed three professional development sessions that can be attended by staff that teach our students with disabilities. These sessions will be available on the district professional development days. The Department of Special Services is also partnering, partnering with the Department of Instruction to identify existing curricula that can be used to address the needs of students who require the highest levels of intervention. Plans for training will be developed in order to support teachers who utilize these interventions. Our final topic was science. Uh, DCAS versus field tests. The Department of Education has requested permission from the U.S. Department of Education to only use the science field test in Delaware rather than the science DCAS and the science field test. So hopefully they will approve that and that will be one less test that our kids will have to take. And the uh, second thing under the science uh, topic, materials. IRSD is weighing options for the adoption of materials. The district currently pays approximately $74,000 per year to the Delaware Science Coalition for the district science curriculum and materials, and that's an ongoing conversation. The next meeting at East, uh, the next meeting of our early childhood, I just want to remind people, will be at East Millsboro again, and that will be on December 5th at 4:30. So anybody who would be interested, please attend. <coughs> Thank you. Thank you. Any questions? Uh, Mary Bailey scholarship, Mr. Fritz. No report at this time. Special education, uh, Dr. Stadler. The first parent focus group uh, meeting was held on November 1st at Howard TNS. We received great comments and suggestions for improvement. Thank you to Paige Lyons and Christy Kerr for helping us to host this event. Our next meeting will be in February. Thank you to everyone who celebrated Disability History and Awareness Month in October. Every building in the district participated, and we saw many great projects throughout the district that highlighted diversity. I was um, very impressed with our students' creativity, uh, especially through their artwork. Um, a great example was at Millsboro Middle School. They had really thoughtful display boards throughout the building where students created posters about embracing disabilities. Some of their posters were actually sent to the state level. So thank you to Dr. Jerns and her staff, Kim Cooper, Jennifer Finnegan, um, and many others for helping us to facilitate this project. If any other buildings in the district have posters uh, from their students that they would like to share with the task force, we encourage you to do so because they are very meaningful to our work. We have a new committee member that will be joining our group in December, Jesse Steele from Sebbyville Middle School. He was selected this past winter as a special education ambassador and we're certainly looking forward to his um, expertise and his insight. Our next committee meeting is mid-December and we will uh, finalize plans for our special education week celebrations in February. And finally, a reminder on our five focus schools, which are Indian River High School, Sussex Central High School, Sebbyville Middle, Philip Shaw, and North Georgetown. These schools volunteered to allow us to study their buildings, culture, process, and teams as it relates to special education. This project officially begins in December, and Regina Izzo and Dr. Brittingham will help to lead this effort. We are um, certainly looking forward to this next step and appreciate how excited the buildings are in helping us to learn more. So thank you. Are there any questions? Uh, Mr. Collins is unable to be here this evening, so uh, policy will be covered by Mr. Steele. Mr. Barlow, we have uh, policy ECB, Integrated Pest uh, Management Policy. It's a policy that uh, we're required to work on through the state. Joe took care of this. 
Uh, we have cleared the attorneys and we are asking for a first reading only. The second policy is a second reading, JG student discipline. And we reviewed those, those changes at the policy committee meeting. I would recommend that we, we go ahead and pass the second reading one and the first reading one as well. We'll bring it back for second reading in December. Are there any questions? We would need a motion. So moved. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. IREA rep? No. Okay. Superintendent's report, Mr. Steele. Yeah, I've supplied you with uh, my special activities for the month. Um, you, you, can, you can bring that up on the uh, computer. Also, 7.02, um, district calendar change, Southern Delaware School of the Arts drama production has been changed from February, or the requesting change from February 23rd, 2018 to February the 9th, 2018 at 7 p.m. and February 10th, uh, 1018 at noon. We do need a vote on that. Yeah, we need a motion. So moved. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Financial reports, Mrs. Steele. We need a motion to pay the regular invoices for the month of October, ending so of 2017. So moved. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Mrs. Steele. I went over the um, October financials in detail at the Finance Committee meeting, so I'll just um, hit the highlights right now. Um, with the October tax deposit, our revenue um, increased by quite a bit. That's the tax deposit where we get the majority of our taxes for the year, so the total deposit was roughly $32 million. Um, of course, that has to last us um, into next year. Um, but we received 78% of our budgeted current expense revenue. Um, we are 33 and a third of the way through the year and our budget expenditures are at 35%. So we're pretty close to being on budget. Howard T. Ennis has spent 38%. Um, our ILCs have spent roughly 30%. So everybody is, um, I would consider, on budget at this point. Um, the total budget or total taxes we've received um, is 81% of the total budgeted amount. That also includes your debt service and your tuition taxes. Um, we've spent 26% of the budgeted safety and security funds, which again is um, those funds are set aside monthly when we get tax receipts and um, all of our safety and security costs are um, then charge to those funds. As of October 31st, we had a little over $7 million available in federal grant funds to take us through the year. Um, our major cap projects have been completed other than an HVAC project at Howard Tianis. Uh, and minor cap, we spent um, a little over 65,000 in October. Um, at the end of October, we had a balance of 800000 um, and in November, we received the current year allocation of $1.2 million. Um, the next thing I need approval on from you is our final give-back plan. Um, as I stated before, 
um, if we can give back positions, it doesn't hurt us as much as having to give back $2 million in current expense monies. So um, what we've prepared or are proposing is 13.32 um, teaching positions, which is a value of $889,642.80. Three custodian positions, $155,385. One secretarial position, $54,809. And um, professional development funds given to us by the state in the amount of $53,242.45. And that is the balance of the give back due from the district. Um, Howard Tiennes also had a give back of $141,000. And those funds are going to be um, given back from their equalization funds, $40,000. And then their all other costs, current expense funds of a little over $101,000. So I request um, your approval for this give back plan. I, um, when I submit this, I'm going to make sure I make it clear that if public education does not get the 26 million back that we lost from last year, that um, we will need to have a totally different plan next year because we know we cannot continue with um, as few positions as we filled this year. I'd like to make a motion that we accept the plan as presented. Okay. Is there a second? Second. <clears throat> motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank you. Um, the next thing, I brought back a final budget. I prepared a preliminary budget in the summer. That was before we had September 30th unit count and knew um, what our monies coming in from the state would actually be. Um, roughly the changes in the revenue um, are based on the increase in unit count um, that determines the funds we get from the state. So increased unit count and then um, for our local revenue um, there was an issue with the senior property tax in FY16 um, essentially, the state paid us almost $500,000 too much. So now they are going back and splitting that um, additional tax into two parts that they will deduct from our senior property tax this year. Um, that overpayment um, this year that will be deducted is $215,975. Um, we are having a meeting with uh, OMB on Friday to get more details about the um, issue and what happened with that. Um, the other increase um, in our expenses is our choice in charter. Our actual amount compared to what I had budgeted went up by almost $183,000. I've given you um, copies of the final budgets. If anybody has any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Okay. Can I get approval for the final budget? 
We need a motion to do that one. Yeah, we would need a motion. To do that. I'll make a motion that we okay. agree with Motion, motion made and seconded in the discussion. All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank you. The one thing that um, we brought forward from the Finance Committee meeting, we mentioned earlier that we had received um, a check for $122,000 for the sale of the house in Georgetown. There was a discussion of what to do with the funds. Um, and um, there was a suggestion that we take part of the funds, roughly $5,000, and put it aside for scholarships. And then the balance, I believe the committee wanted put in an appropriation um, for use at a later time to decide maybe if, if there was a special project you wanted to use those funds for. So it was agreed that we would come back and you would vote on um, setting aside that money so it doesn't go into the general fund. Okay, we discussed that uh, we would put that in each month that uh, we would get a report of how much the balance is and any time that anything is spent, they would show that just like for our, some of our other accounts, we do the same thing. Right, right, but at this point we won't be spending any of it. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, we, right. we, we would need a motion to approve. I, I just want to make, so we're, we're, think, we're planning on setting aside $5,000 of that $5, money. $5,000 for scholarships. And okay. then the balance would, um, 117000 would just be put in an appropriation, marked donation um, for future okay. use. The scholarship money, how long will that last or how that far will it go? Um, at least five years. Okay. I'd like to make a motion that we accept the plan as presented. Second. Okay. Is there a second? I'll go second. Okay. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank you. Communications, Mr. Steele. Mr. Barney, we have two use facility requests. The use of Sussex Central High School Auditorium on December 24th and by Discover Church, um, by the Discovery Church. Also, the Discovery Church, I believe, would like to use the uh, high school auditorium and three classrooms on December the 31st. I would recommend that we approve that. We need a motion. So Make moved. Motion. motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Field trip request? We have four field trip requests. The first two, uh, one for each of our high schools for the mock trial. It is an overnight on uh, from February 22nd through February the 25th. Uh, the last two are for um, the overnight trip by the Sussex Central High School Band and Choir on April the 20th to the 22nd to New York City, and fourth overnight trip by Indian River High School Band on April the 12th through the 15th to Cleveland, Ohio. I would recommend all four of these trips. So moved. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. We now come to the second public comment session. The same rules apply as the first. The first speaker would be uh, Ken Curry.
Don't start my time. <laughs> I'd like to take a different tack than what we've heard uh, tonight. As a board member myself of a school here in Sussex County and a teacher and a teacher's family. The regulations are inadequate and they don't go far enough. The bullying is inadequate and the anti-discrimination policies are inadequate. These are all half measures that don't really have an impact on what the problems are. Here's what the problems of these kids are. Suicide, five times the national average. This is serious. This isn't a matter of gender pronouns. That's not gonna do much for them at all. They are a group at risk. I have a child, and I won't say where, but a grandchild, who is on the edge of this in one of the school district's facilities. This is a serious problem. Do we really think that 225 is going to get at the heart of suicide five times the national average? It is a disservice to force these kind of students into the public mold. We have special ed for behavioral, attitudinal, addictive, and other kinds of services. Why put 99% of the other students through the changes that will be necessary and the adjustments? And this really bothers me. Why put the teachers through this? Did they train <coughs> and hire and work for this? Why can't we let teachers simply work and teach? Why do they have to deal with the complexities that we have foisted upon them in our modern society? Let them teach. I love to teach. I'm sure many of them love to teach. Do they like to counsel on major decisions for life? I don't think so. Some may say that there are so few children. There may be one-tenth of one percent, but there are children in need. Some may say, that it is by their choice, not chance or accident. I don't care, they're children in need. Some may say that a program of special ed would exclude the parents. That's not what special ed programs do. 30 seconds, sir. They integrate the parents as co-helpers, producing behavioral and healthful kinds of changes. 225 is simply inadequate and embarrassing. Linda Schroeder. Home coming into a bathroom, um, 
would have shocked me. I would have been scared. And I know that I'm not the only person in 1985 when I was here in school. I'm sure there are more children who are going through this that you don't even know. The counselors don't know because we're afraid to tell. We're afraid to talk about it. That would be devastated by this. And I think the emotional stress um, could come back to home school districts also as far as lawsuits later. Um, I just ask if anything comes out of this meeting, we're not against a community or a person for their choice that they make. We're against the fact that you want to take our parental rights, not you directly, but that, this, that the Department of Education wants to take our rights away as a parent, not knowing these things that are detrimental to our children and gives the authority to somebody else to decide what's best for our child. And just thank you and hopefully it relay the message and we can get a meeting going where we can all communicate. Okay, thank you. Todd Mumford. Thank you. 
Heather Clark. Final speaker is uh, Larry Mayo. I do want to thank you for the letters that you're submitting. Yeah. And I also want to thank you all for serving your community and the people of Sussex County. I'm here on behalf of my son and daughter-in-law, my daughter, and their children. As parents and grandparents, we delegate, not surrender our God-given right to educate our children to you. Nowhere in any constitution, the United States, the state of Delaware, any statute or law or ordinance, have we surrendered that right or the right their emancipation to the state of Delaware. You have no lawful authority to emancipate those children. And that's what this regulation does. Mm -hmm. So I just want to briefly leave you with a few words from, I like to look at the overall picture. I uh, teach a course in the US Constitution, so I'd see the big picture. <clears throat> some of our founders had some pretty impressive stuff to say. Thomas Jefferson told us that our natural rights are the objects for the protection of which society is formed and municipal laws established. Think about that. James Wilson told us that it is the duty of parents to maintain their children decently and according to their circumstances to protect them according to the dictates of prudence and to educate them according to the suggestions of a judicious and zealous regard for their usefulness and their respectability and their happiness. And one of my favorites, one of our founding mothers, Mercy Warren said, it is necessary for every American with becoming energy to endeavor to stop the dissemination of principles evidently destructive of the cause for which they have led. It must be the combined virtue of the rulers and of the people to do this and to rescue and save their civil and religious rights from the outstretched arm of tyranny, which may appear under any mode or form of government. You are the mode of government. 
God bless you for your stance on this issue. And may God bless the people of state. May they get some sense. <laughs> I, I've, I've gone to quite a few of the Cape board meetings because I live in Cape District. My son lives down here in Dykesboro. Three minutes. Uh, you guys are a lot more reasonable than they are, I guess. <laughs> um, I just want to leave you with one thought, something you might want to add to your letter. This regulation, all regulations, have to be subordinate to legislation, mm -hmm. which Damn has straight. to be subordinate to the Constitution of the state of Delaware. And I have a copy of the relevant parts of the Delaware State Constitution, the preamble and the education section. This regulation has no lawful substance to it. Therefore, I move, and I would suggest that you put some pressure on our legislators, because they're not going to do it on their own unless we push them to, file immediately articles of impeachment against the head of the Department of Education and the governor who directs them. Time's now, up, sir. No, it won't happen in the end, but just filing them may send a message strong enough to stop this kind of crap. Thank you. Yeah, I wanted just to, to sum up just a few things. Um, I did talk to Dr. Bunning today to get a, to get um, a heads up on timeline of where we're expecting. That timeline is looking to be pushed back. Uh, now there has been quite a bit of opposition uh, yes. to this, and I will keep everybody informed uh, by Facebook. I will try Facebook Live, and I'm going to say this now. I apologize if I miss your questions on Facebook Live. I'm still struggling on watching the camera and seeing all the questions. But I'm going to continue to do those, folks, because this, this evening, this is our community. And you as parents, I am glad to see that we have a large contingency of parents who are come forward and looking out for the best interest. So thank you very much for coming. Need a motion for executive session? So, so moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. We're now in executive session. Jason. Motion to approve the uh, personnel agenda excluding item number three. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Need a motion to approve item number three. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? You abstain. Mr. Barley? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. James Hudson? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Mr. Peden? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Abstain. Seven. Yes, zero, no, and one abstention. Motion passes by a majority vote. I need a motion to approve the addendum. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? 
All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Need a motion to approve the uh, chart with the administrative pay increases? So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. And for the business come before the board, the meeting's adjourned. So fast, John. <laughs>